0: And it is a decision that all of us have to make. Again, rich is merely where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. And you don't have to wait until your you know, retirement age, whatever that is, you don't have to wait that long. You can make that decision now to be rich within 24, or 36 months. It does take a different way of thinking about life in general, but also about your real estate business. It really does take a mindset shift to really focus on, like what you talk about, frankly, what you've done to be such a successful agent. You know. It focuses on doing, being on, doing the real work of real estate, knowing what to say, how to say it.
1: on everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Vulcan 7 Coaches and Mentors. I'm Loyda and today we have another great guest that's going to be sharing with us their tips and strategies so that you can implement in your business immediately. Now, if you haven't caught up on our previous episodes, make sure to check them out here on our YouTube channel or on any of your favorite streaming platforms. So that being said, I want to bring on today's guest, Tim Harris. So Tim, welcome. So Tim, for everyone that's watching that maybe is not familiar with you, go ahead and share with us a little bit about your background.
0: Uh, well, my wife and I have been married for 32 years. We have been in the coaching business for 20 years. We've been in the real estate business. Well, we sold our, did our first real estate transaction when I was 22. And she was, no, I was 23 and she was 22. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, so we sold hundred homes, 105 homes, including our, with our pendings, our first full year in the business. And um, you know, you'd know, think we had some sort of master plan to do that, but we didn't, we really didn't know. I mean, I, I won't get into the weeds unless you guys are curious, but it was basically Fizbo's expired, lots of open houses. You know, th- the internet was almost uh, mainstream, right? I mean, back then there were no buying leads. You had to go out and generate all your own business, which by the way is still, frankly, the best way to go about building your own business is be a proactive lead generator, not buying business. But maybe we can talk about that. It's up to her, she's the boss. And um, yeah, I mean, so from there, we, uh, Julie and I sold between 100 and 200 homes for almost 10 years. We did build a real estate team, um, you know, lots of awards and whatnot. Most of our, I think, greatest levels of success actually came in coaching. We've written a bestseller book. It's available at Barnes and Noble and everywhere else. We have the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate agents uh, in at least the United States, working on other countries too. You know, on and on and on. I mean, really our whole focus for our entire working careers has been, being of service to agents and helping to make agents' lives better. We're, you know, we started out obviously as business owners, as entrepreneurs, just like all of you, and uh, we still are. And now we put all of our focus towards, you know, frankly, helping agents to be financially free. That's really our North Star. That's really what we focus, focus on primarily is keeping agents focusing on what their, you know, their goal is, which is generally speaking, if you cut through it, it's to be financially free. So hopefully that answers your question.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Financial freedom. I think that is definitely the way to go. So currently, what does your team look like?
0: Well, we don't sell real estate. We haven't sold real estate for, I mean, for a long time. We do generate a lot of referrals and we give those to our real estate coaching clients. Um, but as far as our our you know coaching business goes, we have 14 coaches. We, you know, I don't know if you want that, all that information. We have a support staff that's in mostly virtual. And uh, yeah, I mean, so as far as the coaching business goes, the Primary focus is prim- premier coaching, and that's where agents sign up. It's free for the first 30 days, and after that, it's $197 a month, and they get a daily semi-private coaching call. And uh, in alignment with you, you know, we, we do focus on two sources of real lead generation, which is proactive lead generation and passive lead generation. And so proactive lead generation would be like, yeah, obviously calling FISBO is expired. It's actually doing the real work of real estate. And the passive lead generation is, the social media the youtubing and all the rest of it so the proactive comes first because it's going to frankly require the most amount of skill that gives you the quickest result and then you reinforce that with the passive lead generation so we do both we're not um you know a lot of folks will tell you just to do the social media and the branding or just to do the over the phone you know work and we tell you to do both because okay guess what we've been doing this for a long time we know all of our top agents that we've ever coached that's what they do but i have to say the most profitable coaching clients we've ever had. And we've, Julie and I, and we, this is maybe, I don't know, eight years ago at that point, she and I had both done a hundred thousand coaching calls. So, you know, I'm not doing, saying that to brag. Most of you guys should be feeling sorry for me. after I've said that. I mean, That's a lot of calls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'd get up every morning at 4 30 AM and we'd be done around 1 PM and we were doing 12 to 14 30 minute coaching calls a day. And we did that for, you know, six years. And that's not even including the number of coaching calls that our coaches have done. So we've never really, Julie and I have never really had the motivation to be famous. That's not really what our main thing was. We wanted to make the results we got for other people famous. And that actually is kind of an interesting, maybe a topic, because a lot of people are getting into the real estate business and they're being led to believe that for them to be successful, they have to be famous. They have to build this brand. They have to cast this vision of themselves. They have to have their big why, all these other, you know, And so what they're focusing on is themselves. They're focusing on making me famous, making me the center of conversations, making, and real estate, by the way, has always been like that in different iterations. Well, I mean, ultimately the interesting thing is, is if you had to choose between being famous and being rich and rich is simply where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money, but you can't choose both. You have to choose being famous and being rich. Here's what's interesting about that question. I asked that question on a clubhouse uh, three or four years ago. And there were a lot of people in the room and, you know, in the clubhouse and they started answering the question in different ways. And then some guy who is, I'm guessing in his sixties or seventies, who he had some familiarity with us. I think he was a podcast fan. So he felt very comfortable, honestly, uh, sharing what he was really feeling. And he said something I thought was really beautiful. He said, he told me this whole story and everyone else. He said, when I was in my twenties, I wanted to be famous. And these are the things I did. I'd sell real estate. I was doing bus benches, I had a moving truck, I was doing billboards, because um, guess what? All this marketing and branding stuff has been going on for decades. And then as I got older, in the 30s, I still, he he actually had a very clear memory of, of every you know. In the 30s, I still wanted to be famous, but as I got closer to 40, I was wondering why I don't have more financial security. Why am I having to work as hard as I ever have done? Why am I still in the transaction, you know, roundy round constantly? And then he said, he kind of walked us through and he said, When I was in my 50s, and you remember that it was like 56 or 57, he said, I had an experience where I had a health problem or somebody passed away. I don't remember exactly what it was. And I realized that I should have been focusing more on being rich. Now, rich is a word that has a lot of social taboo associated with it for for some reason I don't understand. So rich is merely where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. It's that simple. And so if you, for example, have a cost of living that's $5,000 Um, a month. uh, And if you have enough, you know, if you have Michael Zawalski, I'll give you a coaching client story. So Michael Zawalski, he was a coaching client that I coached for not long, three years, maybe. And um, I don't normally take on newish agents personally, but he had a lot of fire in his belly and he had a very specific goal, which I really appreciate He said his goal was to create, it was like $7,500 a month from rental properties And we set a date and we set the date for, you know, basically 36 months. And one of the best coaching calls I ever had in my entire career was when he fired me (laughs) because he had actually accomplished the goal of buying enough rental properties. Because that's all he and I focused on the rent, the real estate transactions were had to produce enough profit so he could save the down payment. So he could then go invest that money in rental properties, did it over and over and over again and i reconnected with him probably 60 to 90 days ago and he's living in the caribbean on an island and uh with his family he moved and he's living off the passive of cash flow it was $7500 a month and i think he told me now it's like $12 or $14,000 a month from his rental properties but that's a person who made the decision that he wanted to be rich and then he didn't then not famous and it is a decision that all of us have to make again rich is merely where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money and you don't have to wait until you're you know retirement age, whatever that is, you don't have to wait that long. You can make that decision now to be rich within 24 or 36 months. But it does take, excuse me, it does take a different way of thinking about life in general, but also about your real estate business. It really does take a mindset shift to really focus on, like what you talk about, frankly, what you've done to be such a successful agent, you know, it focuses on doing doing the real work of real estate, knowing what to say, how to say it, um, so there's a direct correlation between the amount of life that all of us are able to enjoy. Let's just keep it practical. So and the amount of the house you live in, the car you have, the lifestyle you have, the money in your bank account, the clothes on your back, the watch on your wrist, all of it. Materialistic stuff, yes, but guess what? We're spiritual beings in a physical you know, incarnation, so we all need to have you know, stuff. So it might as well be really nice stuff. But there's a direct relationship, let's say, or correlation between the experiences that you're affording yourself in life, all the things, and the number of people you've helped. That is it. I'm trying to make being rich and, you know, why, you know, am I not more successful or why is one person so much more successful than me? I'm trying to tie those thoughts together for everyone. Because once you get it, once it clicks in your head, um, that it's not some big mystical ball of wax, that it's very simple, then... It's very liberating. And I've had those experiences just, I don't even know how many times on coaching calls where people have it click. And it really is a miraculous experience from my perspective and and hopefully from theirs as well. But yeah, so think about that. If you're in a situation where, you know, you're having the money coming in passively, where you're focusing on being of service to other people, where all of a sudden you're able to be, finally be free, you know, which comes from a direct correlation from, you know, being rich, then, you don't ever go back. You can't rewire your brain to be suckered into shiny object ideas and all the emails and all the seminars and all the YouTube coaches who are selling you all the malarkey. You immediately know, you know, like I'll ask you. So let's just, if you don't mind, if you don't mind answering a your question, you're the boss. So just cut me off <laughs> the knees if you want to. All right. So if you, if you had to take, <laughs> it's an easy question for you to answer, but if you had to take 10 listings in the next 30 days, Okay which you easily could, because you're a rock star, but if you had to take 10 listings in the next 30 days and you got a big prize for accomplishing, you got a million dollars, uh, all taxes paid or something, right? Uh, what would you stop doing? What would you stop doing in your business right now if you had that total focus of I want to take 10 listings in the next 30 days? what would you con- What would you stop doing? You can answer on behalf of your coaching clients and other people you know, or yourself
1: what would I stop doing to get to the 10? Yes, ma'am. So I can get that 1 million. Um, anything that is not income producing or probably a distraction, that's not gonna get me to that goal. If it's not important or not getting me there, I'd probably cut that out.
0: Okay, so exactly. That's the thing. So if you write down a list like i you, you should ask that question when you're in front of groups of people and watch their faces because the reactions are hilarious because they all know the answer, but none of them wanna say it out loud, right? So what you'd stop doing was making so many videos. What you'd stop doing is trying really anything passive. What's passive? Anything that where you're spending behind a keyboard or you're trying to do stuff to get people to call you or message you or all the rest of it. Look, that stuff again, remember what I said, proactive, passive, that stuff has a place. But if you had to take 10 listings in the next 30 days and you got that magic check for a million dollars, you're going to know, you're going to stop doing all the speculative stuff. You're going to stop doing all the, frankly, marketing and branding and all the other things. You're going to drill down and you're going to actually pick up the phone and you're going to talk to people who already have their hands in the air and say, yes, I want to sell my house. So uh, Julie and I, uh, what was it, uh, 60 days ago, we had an event in uh, Miami. It wasn't ours. We were just speaking at it. And uh, it, this was a group of agents that were all like buying leads. They got to buy leads. They don't know how to generate their own business, which... I mean, the idea that agents are buying buyer leads to this day, I don't even understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one list, you got to beat the buyers off the stick. I mean, I don't get it, but look at it. All right. So I walked in and I had um, I had a list of all of the expireds that were in the MLS for the, obviously, from the last 100 days and all of Dade County. And I had it with me and they didn't know what it was. I said, I've got a list right now. It was like, I don't remember. It was 3,000 or something. I don't remember huge list this was a big thing right i said i've got a list right here of three thousand people who have self-identified of wanting to sell their house who have agreed to hire a real estate agent who have uh, already decided they're willing to pay a commission obviously they're uh, they know what the price isn't on their house uh, these are how many I, mean, I actually we do a fake auction all right i'm going to start i'm going to auction off these leads these are real leads phone numbers emails addresses the whole thing all right, i'm going to start off the auction at a thousand dollars and then people play along some people are smart and they know what i'm doing you know uh, but the moral of the story is these are all leads that are people who have their hands in the air right now saying yes i want to sell my house and there's like arguably up to 30 different sources we talked about expireds right mm-hmm. but there's 30 different sources of um you know ready to go very motivated sellers that it requires your effort it requires some skills for you to make contact with them but they're the ones that you wanna attract. They're the ones that you're spending so much money trying to get to come to you from your marketing, your branding, look at my amazing website. Um, You know, like I had a call this morning with an agent who sold 1200 homes in 2021, uh, over 700 million in volume. I think I got those numbers right. And we're just talking about the fact that, you know, the business is lagging and uh, I won't give any more information on that in case she's listening. So I asked, like about her, you know, she was telling me about, she has a follow-up boss and she's got over a hundred thousand people in her follow-up boss. Just to define this, I was talking a lot to her husband too. So a hundred thousand people in the follow-up bus. And I asked them, so why do you have that many people in your follow-up boss? What's the point? Why wouldn't you just, I mean, wh- why do you call those the lead? What? What's, you know, she goes, well, pr- people do, uh, you know, sh- raise their hand that had been in our system for a long period of time and they do like say that they want to transact. Okay, I believe you, but wh- where's the belt? How's that work? What's the curve, right? So if you put somebody in this long-term CRM lead follow-up, what is how fast does that lead go from maybe a great lead to absolutely you know flatline? It's like 90 to 120 days because Julie and I have studied it before. Atik a- uh, Wiggins at uh, Inman did a research on this years ago. And, and the research basically was that long-term lead follow-up for the most part is a waste of time. Now, that absolutely flies in the face of every single person listening. And maybe you've had experiences that are different, and I did too when I was selling real estate. Waste of time in the sense that it's not as efficient as if you had to take those 10 listings in 90 days or in 30 days to get that, the million dollars, right? You wouldn't be waiting for someone to follow up from your lead follow-up system. So here's what I suggested. Go and call, first of all, they had to confirm, I wanted them to actually exper- go into the analytics and see what I was saying was true. And then I wanted them to experience what would happen if they actually had their team start calling all those leads, especially the ones that are in their system for 90 days or less. And I guarantee you, they're going to pick up dozens of deals just from having actually picked up the phone and called people. I May mean, this all make sense?
1: Absolutely. And I'm glad that you're bringing that up because I feel that up to this day, there's still people that are afraid of picking up the phone and making the calls or they think, you know what, I'm just going to stick to social media and doing video because, uh, you know, that's the thing right now. When in reality, you know, picking up the phone and, and calling all these people that are raising their hands expires for sale by owners. Uh, they're still, and there's always gonna be people that need to sell and people that need your help no matter what the market is doing. So for the agents that you guys are coaching, um, what is there anything differently that you guys are talking about that maybe you're going over now versus back in 2021?
0: Well, I mean, there's so, well, let's just say back in, oh yeah, everything's changed really <laughs> effectively. I mean, when Julie and I were selling real estate in the nineties, teams actually were profitable. So the, the whole team thing didn't really come under the scene in a meaningful way until like 1995 or six. That's when Howard Brenton started talking about teams. And back then your buyer's agents actually would, you know, proactively lead generate. They'd actually go out there and work deals and they would work for, you know, their splits would be 30%. And you were making on average of thirty to forty percent on each buyer side. Now most of the teams we talk to, they're making no money on their buyer sides. So they're actually losing money. You know, so as far as the difference between the last, you know, over twenty years, it's everything's different, really. But you did say something I really liked. Um, there went one of my lights. Hopefully, it's not bad. <laughs> you did say something that was interesting. You said uh, people who are picking up the phone, people who are willing to have proactive lead generation conversations, have the unfairest of all advantages in the marketplace right now. and 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 they always will i mean like if you were if i were a new agent right now and i were being seduced by all the people that said you can just do all this marketing and the branding and you can have try to fool the world into thinking like branding is just another way of saying reputation right that's all you're trying to do when you're branding cut through it you're just trying to uh, create this image that you have a reputation of success of right but you don't really have the chops to back it up the marketplace knows that And when everybody else is doing all this passively generating and everyone else is buying all these leads and are all doing all these things the agent who actually picks up the phone the agent that does the furiously fast lead follow-up the agent that's actually willing to have conversations that result in you know that that are going to require some skill those are the ones making all the money right now i mean it's always been true but more so now than ever and we're coming off starting in 2007 when Zillow started selling buyer leads to agents and everyone else did too there are it, basically there's so many agents i would venture a guess that every single one person listening to your you know has ever actually learned how to be a proactive well not this podcast truthfully because you're talking with a lot of prospectors you know but a vast majority of all the agents out there have never learned how to proactively lead generate like they have no clue and so if you're a pro if you're willing to actually do the real work of real estate and have conversations with folks and you know who dare i say you know prospect people <laughs> You're 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 going to make a flipping fortune because you you don't have any competition. I mean, not really. You oh, I'm calling against so and so team, and they've got all their ICAs calling. It ain't the same. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as you calling, and and just it, the, the skill set right now. Uh, it, honestly, there's not been a better time to be a productively generator than it is right now because of the fact. That there's so many agents that have been lulled into complacency, or frankly, have never learned the skills necessary. So your competition when those 22 expireds pop up in the first month, first of the month, your competition for those expireds are people that are trying to take shortcuts. They're mailing crap. They're, you know, having their ISA from the Philippines call. They're doing robo dials, which are illegal. They're doing all this other stuff. If you call and you actually take an organized approach and you're focused on pre-qualifying that person, setting an appointment, following the system you're going to you're going to make look how many houses does the average agent have to sell per year to have a great year i mean the average commission in the united states is ten thousand dollars right you know four hundred thousand dollars i'm rounding it down actually and you could live in an area where the average commission is 20 or thirty thousand. okay so julie and i developed this concept called the real estate magic number and it's merely it's very simple the magic number is the number of listings you need at all times to meet or exceed your financial goals so for example if you had five listings which by the way is probably what most of you need if you had five listings at all times i think everyone can agree that and these are active listings i think everyone can agree that at least i don't know really realistically two and a half of those if there is such a number let's make it six just to make my math easier we can agree that three of those will be in contract at all times right every time you have a listing sell you're not talking about buyers now we're not talking about buying buyers or buying leads we're not talking about any of that mickey mouse Every time you have a a buyer, a transaction close, you're gonna make 10 grand. If you have six listings at all times, and you have, uh, you know, obviously three pending at all times, you always have $30,000 pending, you're gonna make $360,000 a year. Am I oversimplifying it? Did I just say something that requires a thousand step funnel? Did I really make some? Did I? Is it? Why is it the humans? Why is it real estate agents, people in general, want things to be so damn complicated? So, I was on a little soapbox a second ago about there's a direct correlation between the experiences you're having on planet Earth, uh, your lifestyle, and the rest of it, and the number of people you've helped. That's the missing element. The number of people you've helped, not the, you know, that's it. You and what is, and that's the business that we're in. You know, Julie and I's professional life mission is to be of service to real estate agents. All of yours' professional life mission is to be. Uh, of service to your real estate clients, shift your mindset to being of service primarily to your sellers, to sellers in your community. Oh, there's not enough listings, really? Last year, there were 4.1 million sales. That means there are 4.1 million listings. And this year there's projected to be 5.1 million sales. That's 5.1 million listings times two sides, assuming that you know most of them were sold with two agents, right? 10 million transactions. There are so much opportunity right now if you're a proactive lead generator, that's our nice way of saying prospector. A proactively generator. I know you know what I'm talking about. They don't want to hear that word. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I get it too. When you think prospector, you think of some black and white picture, some guy sifting for gold, you know, out west during the, you know, in San Francisco during the, you know, gold rush. But I get it. So call it proactively generating. We don't call um, our scripts scripts either. We call them conversation outlines. People don't like the word script. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know, whatever. As long as you do it, right? But so the moral of the story is, is if all of you had six listings, you might adjust, you know, if you have, if your average commission is 20,000, then you need three listings at all times, just adjust accordingly. So what would happen if you focused all your best energies every single day on building two and then maintaining six listings at all times, just to stay with that number? That means your entire existence would be about not worrying about the latest whiz bang idea, not worrying about SEO, not worrying about website optimization, not worrying about funnels, not worrying about your CRM, not worrying about your branding, your marketing, or how to hold the camera when you're doing a video. Your whole mission in life would be be a proactively generator, follow a schedule in the morning, you know this, Mm -hmm. and then absolutely drill down on making the desired number of contacts. Now, the number of contacts, getting into the weeds, but it's kind of interesting what we've discovered, is almost always the number of contacts conversations with the decision-making adults about buying or selling real estate, primarily selling almost always the number of contacts is the same as your real estate magic number. So if you want to have 10 listings at all times, you have to have 10 conversations with prospective sellers every single day. Oh my God, every single day. That's a lot of work. Well, initially it's going to be for sure. You're going to have to move past your ego. You're going to have to learn some skills. You're going to have to develop some calluses, but it doesn't take that long if you do it every day and think of the financial freedom that you have. Oh, I'm burning it at both ends right now in real estate. It's so much stress, interest rates, buyers changing their mind, blah, 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 blah. Yep, you're right. It is. It's Last year was arguably the toughest year in real estate maybe ever, right? For a lot of agents, for sure. If you were a listing agent, it was the, one of your best years ever. I mean, our coaching clients who are primarily listing agents who followed this advice decades ago when Julie and I kind of surmised it, right? They are making so much flipping money right now. And guess what? They're not working their nights and their weekends. They're keeping normal schedules. They're going to their kids, you know, they're doing all this stuff on the weekends because every morning they proactively lead generate, they pre-qualified, they present, they build up that magic number of listings. And sticking with six, if you have six listings at all times, automatically, basically three are going to be in contract at all times. Your whole life's existence, professional life existence will be to replace those three that sell every single month. So that's it. And I have news for you guys. That's not hard. It's absolutely not hard if you're willing to do the real work of real estate. And then you have financial freedom. You can be like Michael Zowalski. I call him my Polish James Bond, right? <laughs> I mean, he because that's what he's like snorkeling with sharks or something right now, I promise you. Because he was able to create enough net profit. He was able to reinvest that money. He was able to live off the positive cash flow. Why did you get into real estate? Why did you take the make the you know decision? to get a real estate license and become your own boss and the rest of it, if it wasn't to create financial freedom for yourself. And you know, if you cut through it, well, you wanted the prestige, you wanted to be your own boss. You wanted to have independence. You wouldn't want somebody telling you what to do. All those things are easily attainable your first day in real estate. Congratulations. You already have done it. Now the one thing you haven't created is financial abundance for yourself because a lot of agents, a lot of humans are mired into thinking it's supposed to be complicated or they have, limiting beliefs about being rich. Rich is merely where your money works for you. You no longer have to work for your money. And the, you know, again, if you don't have the lifestyle that you want, you and your family, it's not because somebody's cheating you. It's not because you're too old or you're too young, you're too fat, you're too dumb. It's because you just have to realize that we're in a people helping world, <laughs> it's not exactly. just real estate. And the more people you help accomplish their goals, which is taking a listing and getting it sold primarily, the more of abundance you're going to have in life. It's not you don't have to build a dream board and wait for the universe to deliver it to you and all the rest of it. Just focus on being of service to other people and have all your best energies go every single day to having those people be sellers. Now, what happens to your buyer leads? Because you will be generating a bunch of buyer leads. You guys will like this part. I'll, Julie and I always suggest that you keep one or two of the best, ideally idea, uh, upper end buyers to your you know that you're working yourself and you're gonna get tons of them off your listings. But the rest of them, refer those buyer leads out. Refer them to other agents in your marketplace. If you're with EXP, oh, I mentioned it. (laughs) If you're with EXP, you can refer those buyer leads to people that at EXP. But here's the thing. When Julie and I were selling real estate, the normal referral fee was 20 or 25%. Now agents are readily paying 50%. And if it's a reload lead, they're lucky if they're making 20%. So if you go to your marketplace right now, and you were to uh, decide to start referring your buyer leads for 30%, agents will stand in line for them. And many agents will never learn how to be listing agents. They'll always just wanna work with buyers. So you'll never have a short, oh, that buyer is no longer my buyer. I'm I'm not gonna have a long-term relationship. That's true, but here's the little magic thing about that. You refer that buyer lead out, that buyer, the agent who sold that buyer lead, is probably gonna do a terrible job following up with them. That center of influence, you know, will still stay within your realm because you're gonna to market to them. You're gonna follow up with them. You're gonna call them. You're gonna love on them. And they'll stay your center of influence and past client. Hopefully that all makes sense. And there went my other light.
1: <laughs> yes, no, absolutely no. Everything that you have said, hopefully whoever's watching this is taking notes and probably will have to rewatch this entire video. So as we wrap this up, go ahead and and share a little bit more about the coaching that you do and where people can find you guys in case they do wanna connect.
0: In case, of course they all will. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, really the best, um, our podcast had uh, with YouTube views, well, podcast had 3 million uh, downloads last year. It was a little less than that. It was like 2.85 and the rest were streamed. So we had like 3 million people stream and download and YouTube had 3.3 million views. So the best way to connect with us is our podcast for sure. That's why you can learn more about us and our, you know, our philosophy, but I just gave it to you. You guys just, you know, that's it. That's basically what we'll coach you to do. But if you want to join the premier coaching program, we made it very easy. Just go to premiercoaching.com, premiercoaching.com, and you can join for free, you can join for the first 30 days for free. And that does include a daily semi-private coaching call with one of our Harris certified coaches. So I'm going to say that again, you join for free, you're in it for 30 days for free. You're going to get a whole bunch of information scripts real estate treasure map which is your business plan all kinds of things and you have a daily semi-private coaching call workdays, not weekday weekends right um for free so try it out premiercoaching.com
1: awesome and we will make sure to have all of your links in the description box below so tim once again thank you for being on the show today and for everyone else we'll see you on the next one bye thank
0: you bye